Go ahead and tell me what it is. Make it quick. Well, I... I can't tell you so quick. Why don't you drink your coffee? Is that what you come to tell me? No, but... But by the time you drink it, I'll have told you. Well? Well... Yesterday, my head ached, and you asked me if... Yes. Well, you see, that's what it is. I'm gonna have a baby. walking up them stairs? Sure, Billy. Here, let me help you. I'm all right. I'm fine. Just as long as you ain't mad. he'll call me the old man. I guess he'll think I can lick every other feller's father. Well, I can. I bet that he'll turn out to be the spitting image of his dad. But he'll have more common sense than his pudding-headed father ever teach him to wrestle and dive through a wave when we go in the mornings for our swim. His mother can't teach him no way to behave, but she won't make a sissy out of him. Not him, not my boy, not Bill. Bill. My boy Bill, I will see that he's named after me. I will. My boy Bill, he'll be tall and as tough as a tree. Will Bill, like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high and his feet planted firm on the ground. And you won't see nobody dare to try to boss him or toss him around. No pot-bellied, baggy-eyed bully will boss him around. I don't give a hang what he does as long as he does what he likes. He can sit in his tail or work in a rail with a hammer, a hammer and spikes. He can ferry a boat in a river or pedal a pack in his back. Or work up and down the streets of a town with a whip and a horse and a hack. He can haul a scow along a canal, run a cow around a corral, or maybe bark for a carousel. Of course, it takes talent to do that well. He might be a champ of the heavyweights, or a fellow that sells you glue, or president of the United States. 
that it'd be all right too. His mother would like that, but he wouldn't be president unless he wanted to be. Not Bill, my boy Bill, he'll be tall and as tough as a tree. Well, Bill, like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high and his feet planted firm on the ground. And you won't see nobody dare to try to boss him or toss him around. No! Fat-bottom, flabby-faced, hot-bellied, flaggy-eyed bully will boss him around. And I'm hanged if he'll marry his boss's daughter, a skinny-lipped lady with blood like water, who'll give him a peck and call it a kiss and look in his eyes through a lorgnette. Say, why am I taking on like this? My kid ain't even been born yet. I can see him when he's 17 or so and starting in to go with a girl. I can give him lots of pointers very sound on the way to get around any girl. I can tell him could I do for her? A bum with, with no money. You can have fun with a son, but you gotta be a father to a girl. She mightn't be so bad at that. A kid with ribbons in her hair A kind of sweet and petite Little tin type of her mother What a My little girl Pink and white as peaches and
soliloquy from the movie Carousel in 1956. What's in a name? What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That's from Juliet's soliloquy to Romeo in William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Thanks to inspiration from others here in Bard's Nation on Podbean, I am jumping in and starting my own podcast. Thank you to Scott for teaching us daily and your dedication. Thank you, Duncan from Kilted Christian, for giving me the opportunity to give my own testimony on your program. And thank you, Livin, for listening to all of my questions with patience and grace. Thank you to anyone who has encouraged me to stand up and share what I can to carry out God's will for my life, as there are too many of you to name here. Most of all, Thank you to the Lord Almighty who sent angels into my life to push me to reveal his message at a time such as this. I am grateful for it all. I was thinking about names today. This is my first podcast, and to begin, I had to give the podcast a name. Getting started, I will open with a prayer as my focus is about helping others to find their purpose through biblical scripture my telling a personal story, and then teaching about some life skill and how I may tackle this skill or others may perform that skill so that you, the listener, comes away knowing something more about the things that God may have gifted in your time, talents, and treasures. If you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like to see covered, I've posted my contact information for both Telegram and an email address where you can find me. This is Pure Grace with Kitty. John chapter 1 verse 16 For out of his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Isaiah chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 Wash yourselves, purify yourselves, remove your evil deeds from my sight, stop doing evil, learn to do good, seek justice, relieve the oppressed, Seek justice for the fatherless. Plead for the widow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord, that you stay with us while we gather here, and bless us with understanding and hearts to do your will. Amen. So, have you ever been tasked with planning an event? Maybe a birthday party for a loved one's milestone birthday? 
a luncheon with the ladies from church, or maybe coordinating all the teen parents' snack schedule for the baseball season. You had to know how much food and beverages to provide, how many seats needed, where the location was going to be, what time it was going to happen, but most importantly, you needed to know who was going to be there. I'm going to tell you a little story that involved an important event in my life, one of my earliest memories. It was the birth of my youngest brother, and I'm going to tell you how that fits in with today's message. I was the first of three children born to my parents. There was no planning in our arrival into the family. There are 18 months between each of us siblings. I was a hot mess of a child. I was happy, but I was impulsive. I was eager to find animals and flowers and clouds, and I always gave every one of them a name. And all the while, not too worried about my appearance or what other people thought of me. And most of the time, I was always making my day into some imaginary adventure. My parents told me that they were convinced I was going to be a boy before I was born, and I would be named William Charles because my dad loved to listen to that ballad that I played at the beginning of this program that was um, from, but my dad loved to listen to those uh, Broadway musicals. And in the story, Carousel is that song, Soliloquy. Some people know it as My Boy Bill. Well, that, and I have an Uncle Charles that my mother admired, my dad's best friend at the time. He had the last name Freeman, and they thought, that that name, William Charles, was a sturdy name. Well, William means resolute protector or strong-willed warrior, and the name Charles is free man. So I know that my father was very much about the meaning of things and um, words, and so I'm sure that they looked into what those names meant. And so it was kind of honoring those people. So when I was born, I was obviously not a boy. My parents were disappointed. They were crushed and had no idea what to name me. And just like in that song, but what if he was a girl? So the Bible talks about names. And in the Bible, there are at least six reasons why names are important. One. A name might record some aspects of a person's birth. Two, names sometimes express the parent's reaction to the birth of their child. Three, names are sometimes used to secure the solidarity of family ties. Four, names can be used to communicate God's message. Five, names can be used to establish an affiliation with God. Six, Names are given to establish authority over another or to indicate a new beginning or new direction in a person's life. Well, I added another reason. My reason, number seven, is that it's important to have a name because you need to know whose name to address on the invitation to the party for your head count. Um, as a side note, if you listen to my testimony on Kilted Christian, I believe that was episode 235, you heard my story of being left behind. That wasn't the only time it happened. Anyhow, my dad, like I said, was a lover of the written word. He loved um, all forms of the written word, whether it was poetry, literature, the lyrics 
to music. And I never knew as a child, but he was quoting the Bible often. And But I didn't know if he was quoting the Bible or if he was quoting Abraham Lincoln. Um, <laughs> but I do remember him saying this. I later learned it's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And God says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if anything is excellent, and if anything is praiseworthy, think about these things. Well, I'm taking you back to that hospital where my mother had just given birth to me. And she had a friend who was an artist, and her name was Karen, but spelled with an I. And she was the first non-family member to visit her at the hospital. So my mom decided that my name, with the different spelling, would be a good name for me. And so she knew that that name meant pure. And she thought um, that would be appropriate. So remember that verse that told us to think about these things and also the lyric of that song, what it meant for a father who looks after a daughter and to consider her honorable, lovely, commendable, pure. It's kind of incredible how whether knowingly or not, the Holy Spirit speaks through those with faith. So speaking of faith, my father's mother, Anna, was a devoted Catholic who read her Bible. She wasn't evangelical in her actions, but she had a deep love of Christ and an active prayer life. That was my grandma, Dee, and she was the next visitor that came to the hospital to see me. And so they gave me her first name as my middle name. But in mine, they left the A off the end, and so it's just Anne. So Karen Ann. Ann means grace. So Karen is pure and Anne is grace. So in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it says in indeed it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God. So by giving me a name I with my mother were released from the hospital, and she took me in her arms on a pillow in a cardboard box. <laughs> so this is how I decide to name the podcast. It's another version of my name in its simplest English language form. Even Kitty is another form of the name Karen, and it still means pure. There are lots of examples of names in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 6, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will make your descendants very numerous. Abram fell on his face, and God spoke with him. He said, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Your name will not be Abram anymore, but your name Abraham. For I have made you the father of a large group of nations. I will make you extremely fruitful, and I will produce nations from you. Kings will come out of you. Jacob was renamed Israel. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, 
Then he said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have fought with God and with men, and you have won. Over the years, my family gave me various nicknames. Olive Oil, Prunelope, Pippi Longstockings, Sister, Sissy. But when I was three, my youngest brother was born. I was excited because it seemed like I was going to be gifted a little pet to take care of and cuddle and play dress-up doll with. But my parents had no idea what to name him, so they turned to me and asked, Sissy, what do you think we should name your brother? And I remember a song I loved from the radio on the Ed Sullivan Show. Well, Michael means who is like God, or it can also mean a gift from God. And I must have asked something or observed adults commenting about my mother's water breaking. And so that may have been the association I made with Michael rowing his boat on the water and poof, he appears. I was just three. I could already read on my own. I couldn't read Hebrew, and I had no idea that the main name meant gift from God. Again, the Holy Spirit breathes through our pure actions. I was given a task to come up with an appropriate name for this tiny baby. My mother was so grateful to the doctor who delivered all three of us, so she decided to give the doctor's first name to my brother for a middle name. And his middle name is Greek for sacred name. I'll let you look that one up. So he was named from the pure heart of a child who innately recognized that this brother was a gift from God. I had no idea, but yep, he was just my little gift. So here we are in the news today. We are still seeking a name of who will be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Whose name will appear on that invitation? Whose name will secure those ties of those of us who call ourselves Americans? Whose name will communicate God's message for his people? Will the name reflect the person's background? Will the name be one that establishes the relationship between our republic and God the Father? Or will the name reflect the authority over another? Or will it give us a new beginning? Grace, just as scripture tells us, is already received in full. So we rejoice in the sacrifice of Christ Jesus says, out of his fullness, we already know that we have received the blessing that goes with the name of God the Father, his Son, Emmanuel, God with us. For all the fullness of God's being dwells bodily in Christ. That's in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. God's grace is not like 
the gas in our cars. When the gas, gas gauge reads empty, you know you are just driving on fumes. It's like driving a desert highway and you don't know exactly when the next exit will come or whether a gas station will be there. You may hope and pray that you will be able to coast and fill up to get on your way. But that is not how God's grace works. With God's grace, the gauge is always on full. God's grace never runs out. God has more room for forgiveness than we have for sin. God has strength when we only have weakness. God knows our future when we can only know where we have already been. God knows every hair on your head and he knows your true name. We know this through faith because of Jesus. All because Jesus died on that cross. It is grace replacing grace. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 1, he says, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I am well pleased. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. Let us pray. O God, the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through Christ you have given us mercy and grace through your word. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit so that we recognize our purpose and willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I would like to suggest a reading. It would be from Matthew. It's chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 13, verse 30. We'll try and talk about that next week. And then finally, if you do not yet know Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you would like to join him by faith, let me pray for you. I pray that God would circumcise your heart and give you a heart of flesh. I pray that God would put his spirit within you. I pray that you would come to Christ. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's in John chapter 14, verse 6. I pray that God would open your heart to believe the gospel. I pray that God frees you from the slavery of sin and that God would remove Satan's binding influence. I pray that God grants you repentance and that you would come to realize that you can escape from the devil's snare. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. That's from 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 25 and 26. Send me a message if you would like to know more about God's grace. And as I leave you, I thank you for listening to my first podcast. This is Kitty from Pure Grace, and I will see you next week.
Grace my feet 
was love.